this is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. This is Kerry Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Hank Parker Jr., coming to you from the Exalta Studio. And normally it's Carrie and I, but he is recovering from surgery. So joining me for our last Earnhardt Outdoors podcast is Mike Davis Ooh. and producer <laughs> Steve Richards. Hey, We're going to have a good Steve time Rich. today, guys. I've been sitting behind this uh, board all season long. They never let you uh, have the mic. No, no. It's great. It's a great show. I didn't know what to expect when I first took this job. Yeah. It's been a blast. Oh, I love listening to Earnhardt Outdoors. I love hearing Hank and Carrie go back and forth on this. So Fantastic. So uh, me and you, we can ruin it today. We can ruin that vibe. But, Carrie, we wish him well. We hope, mm-hmm, he's, we we hope he's feeling good. Yeah, yeah. He's been having some problems with his neck. and Yeah. If you live anywhere around North Carolina, you can probably hear it in my voice. We have 27 forest fires going on in our state. We're yeah. covered in smoke. We haven't had any rain. And the fall rot's on. I've been sitting in a deer stand. Yep. Mm. And the smoke, it got me. It got you. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. <laughs> my voice might sound a little funny, but I'm here. How's that? But, you know, you sounding all right. You know what? It kept. It didn't keep you out of the tree stand, though. That's right. You, you can smell that smoke in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, big time. A couple hours away. Yeah, it's 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 crazy Bad. right now. We need some rain. And, you know, the good thing is you talk about, you know, all year we've been talking. And I can't wait to hear you guys talk. But all year we've been talking about deer hunting and all the different things that affect deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And typically, we you know, drought is really bad news for deer, especially in that summertime because it really opens them up to a lot of disease. Drought this time of year is usually after that frost is not as big of a deal on them, but we need some rain, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, yeah. We so wh- so where were you hunting? I was hunting in South Carolina, my little boy and I. Okay. And uh, it was... It was Good you time? Know, yeah, when you take your kids, it's always an adventure and, like, shoot that big one on the right. And I'm not even looking to the little one on the left, and... Bang, gun goes off, and I look over, there's the little one laying there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it that you know, just uh, just may, maybe there was a reason. That's maybe right. maybe he just felt like uh, that was his that was his deer. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pay more attention when I'm giving out orders. I guess so. Shoot. I guess so. He's paying more attention than you were. Is what it sounds like. I what? guarantee you, there's some back straps in the freezer right yeah. now. Yeah, so good I'm thing. Pretty happy. Pretty happy. I'm providing some balance. I'm not a hunter. Yeah, I did. I've never been. Hunting. I didn't think you were. No, I mean I have nothing against it, but I've just—it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. And I've—I learned producing the show that uh, you know camping I could take or leave. My wife forget it. <laughs> but the, but the whole glamping. Oh come on now. Thing on the whole now. glamping thing. Maybe maybe I could do that. Yeah, that, that's more my. I don't think that speed. counts. Now, yeah, and I know y'all have talked about this yeah. stuff on this show before, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think if you listen, if you're going to do it, you got to go do it right. Drop I don't think you should kind of defeat the purpose of it. Th- yeah, I think you need to backpack in mm. and camp, you know, somewhere that you can't drive to. But see, the glamping thing that that appeals to people like me, you know, you might actually like it the other way though. Listen, I mean, I've I've hiked down the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and let me tell you something. It ain't easy getting down that thing, and uh-huh. certainly ain't easy getting up. <laughs> right. But I'm gonna tell you something. It was the best experience of my life, yeah. and cool. I would never. And I can't wait to do it again. That's very cool. Because uh, camping down at the bottom of that thing, uh, I mean, there's just there's nothing that can emulate that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Anywhere else. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it's a good time. 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and admit it now because, I, you know, I'm one of those people transparent and truthful, and you might pull my redneck card. But I, <laughs> I don't. Th- I think the Parkers have, are so well established. You've you're got safe. your card. Yeah, you've got your card, but go yeah. ahead. I've been glamping more than once since we've been doing this podcast. This year? <laughs> yeah. 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 So what are you uh, glamping in? Well, we go to a place, and, you know, I take my family. It's kind of easy and you know, it's it's really cool. We took about ten families, and I get it. I mean, I love I love to do things the hard way. I yep. love traditional archery. I love to backpack in. I love to, you know, sleep out in the woods. But, you know, we taken we took about ten families last time we went, and uh, the very first morning we were there, we cooked, uh, we fried up, I think, uh, fifteen packs of bacon, mm. and I made forty servings of grits. Wow, that's yeah. not camping. <laughs> no, that's but glamour. but also, but also, if you've got ten families, yeah, there's a whole level of drama and difficulty involved <laughs> in that. That I think you, I think you traded out some stuff yeah. that you. I see. There's there's traditional hiking and camping that is easier than what you just did by feeding grits <laughs> to ten different families. I'm going to tell you that right there. I couldn't do that. Yeah, right. That was no. It was fun though. We got a lot of a uh, lot of guys, wives who've never been camping, got to go and kind of get a get a you know we had air mattresses and all the tents, mm-hmm. and there was well, a see, microwave. Right okay, over so, there. so <laughs> listen, I, when you said you were glamping in the microwave, so you had electrical outlets. Yeah. Uh, when I figured you were in uh you know in, in an RV or something, but you're saying you yeah you we were in tents. tents. Yeah, we were in all tents right. that they already set up for you. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> how big were they? <laughs> they're big, and they're on wooden did platforms. They ha- did they have different uh, compart? Did they have different rooms in it? No, they weren't quite that big. Okay, good. They had like an air mattress and an air. Do you have TV? Sofa? No, no TV. Okay, I, I, I don't want. Probably shouldn't admit this, but I don't watch TV at home. So, <laughs> I mean, we're not definitely not going. Don't to you have a TV show? Thank goodness for screaming. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. Now I hear you. Hey, speaking of that, I gotta tell. You, I gotta admit something. Can I confess something to you? Confess it. All right. We're on a roll here. That's right. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It's got to tell you a little bit about me, and I'm going to get to a point here. Mm. I've been working for Dale since 2004. I've been in NASCAR since 2002. And in this time, especially with Dale, I've met a lot of famous people. I've met two presidents, okay? Right. I've met, cool. you know, A-listers, Tom Cruise, and Billy Bob Thornton, and Dwight Yoakam, and yada, 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 name and all. And I've never been starstruck, never, never, because I've never been that type of person. I mean, I've only asked for an autograph, I think, when I was nine years old at a Cubs game. And then I played <laughs> with the ball when I got home, yeah. and, and it rubbed all the autographs off. Oh, That's how man. much that meant to me. But here's my point. I've never been starstruck except one time in my life. Oh, no. One time in my life, and it was in 2002, my first year in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on top of, or standing on top of our hauler, and in walked Hank Parker Sr., Mm. into the garage yeah and I, and I and i stopped i stopped and i stared and i was like i might have drooled a little bit and and, and and i was like there he is and i think i heard angels voices like i swear i think i saw a glow he's a legend it, l- listen you know? i grew up watching that fishing show mm-hmm. and and also there was this emotional connection that i have with my dad because we always watched it together that's cool and i'm going to tell you why we started watching it, it was because of the jingle and every time to this yeah. day, Hank, yeah. every time to this day when we go fishing, we sing, house needs painting, the grass <laughs> needs mowing, where's he at? <laughs> Gone fishing. See, now you yeah. talk about singing, it's going to yeah. come back and bite me. That yeah. just did it. But you. I'm going to tell you something. Hank Parker, to this day, 
It's still the only person where I was just stopped, and I'm like, there he is, right there. There's the man. And I've seen a lot of people. Oh, that's awesome. But I love Hank. I love your whole family. I love everything. Like, it's been a privilege to hear you on our platform this year because I love everything y'all represent. But uh, I remember your PR guy that year was Kerry Gilbert, who became a friend of mine. And he was like, you want to meet Hank? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And he's like, well, why not? I'm like, I, I don't, I, I'm too nervous. I don't want to meet him. I can't do it. I'll lock up. I'll That's be like, funny. my name is blah, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> and so I just, I sit there and I watch him fish. I watch y'all hunt. And, uh, but I've always been a big fan. Oh, man, I, I appreciate that. I, I thank the world of my dad, you know, like any young kid growing up, he's my hero and still is. And I appreciate him. And he's just one of those guys that's down to earth. And, you know, I enjoy the time I get to spend with him and, you know, it is, it's amazing uh, the things that make impressions in our minds and how we connect to people. And uh, the the guy that was produced his show starting in, I guess, you know, the early 80s, uh, mid-80s there, um, came up with that jingle that you're talking about, and he still produces his show. He's just really a part of our family. And yeah. to see how that, uh, those foundational years of television and how much that's changing and and seeing how how new people are paid, how he paid that way, and how new people are pushing that forward is, is and keeping up with it is, is quite interesting, and uh, it, it's fun to see people recognize him. And I appreciate your nice words. Listen, I love the jingle. I love the jingle, even when y'all turned it into a hunting jingle. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you, you you put on some new polish. Yeah. I guess in the studio, new paint with the Exalta as our sponsor. That's right. But yeah, but it's always – listen, we love it. I, I've been a Parker fan forever, and, and to this day when he walks in the garage, I hear the angels sing. The angels actually have – like they have the face of a smallmouth bass, <laughs> and they got, they got, they got gills, but, yeah. they, but they are angels. I'm sure if you wanted to go fishing <laughs> with could, him, you could – We could line that up. Yeah. We no. could make that – That'd happen. be awesome. No, no, no. no. See, see, I, I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't even think about it because that'd I be – like, That'd be like playing baseball with Babe Ruth. You could have – no, but I could play baseball with Babe Ruth if he were alive, of course, <laughs> right. Steve. I'm, I'm a, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm a diehard Alabama fan. And I've, you know, Nick Saban, we, I've sat there had a conversation with Nick Saban because mm-hmm. I, I don't care enough about him as a person. It's bad to say. He just wins football games. That's all I need him for. Right. I, I would lock up with Hank. That's funny. That's, that's all I, like, Hank oh, is the only one in, the, in my funny. life. In my, and I just, I'm turning 40 this year. In 40 years, there's only one person I'd lock up around. It's Hank. That's just, there you go. That's just crazy. And he's, and he's also the most down-to-earth guy out there. I got it. But I'm telling you, man, I t- just – as young as I can remember, we didn't have cable. We, we you know, we were, we were strapped, but we always watched those fishing shows. You know what was funny is my dad is a very driven person, and uh, one of the reasons my dad kills a lot of big deer, and he's been very successful in fishing. And one of those things, he's determined son of a gun, mm-hmm. and he's got patience, and he's not giving up. It reminds me a lot of Big E. You know, I mean, he he would stay after it when everybody else would would give up and and roll over and and not try anymore. That man was always there digging, and that's how my dad is. And the funny thing is, before you really met my dad, my dad, and I kind of got into racing. Dale Jr. is one that lured me into this crazy mess of racing, and uh, I started racing. Well, my dad started liking it. Well, he started trying to drive. Well, my dad doesn't have – normal human beings have this innate sense that when something can really hurt them, Mm -hmm. they decide to not do it. Right, right. My dad doesn't have that. He has no fear. And so – that's not always a good thing when you're trying to drive a race car. 
He wrecked more race cars. He bought a couple of cars from Big E. Now, what year will you say he was racing? Let's see. That had to be he tried to run the Bush race at Martinsville and Rockingham. He hit the wall coming off of turn two. You know how you get loose off of turn two and you slide down and hit the inside wall? Yeah. He didn't even hit the outside wall. <laughs> he hit the inside wall and had a bloody nose. Didn't even hit his head on nothing. <laughs> and he bought a car from Big E. And uh, I, can't, I got there and Big E's over there laughing at him. I mean, pointing at him and laughing at him. He was like, you're an idiot. Did you not see that oil? I mean, why are we? That was like, oh, I thought I could hold it wide open. You know? <laughs> I got to be uh, honest, man. It didn't work out too good for him. I tell you, your dad and you, y'all would have liked it. Uh, we, we went to, uh, I went with Dale hunting this past week. And uh, Robert G, are you, do you know oh, Robert yeah. G? Okay. Oh, yeah. Hung so, a couple of bodies for us. Right. Yeah. Robert G went with us, who's uh, Dale's uncle. And uh, obviously the son of the legendary Robert G, who worked and, and hung bodies for Rick Hendrick. But anyways. Mm-hmm. We had a great time hunting, but one of the best parts of that, in fact, the best part was sitting there at night, you know, around a fire and and talking about Big E stories. Now, we were not really talking much about racing as much as we were hunting. Yeah. And my gosh, there are some doozies, some some hunting stories. I'm sure your dad's got plenty of those, but uh, we were cutting up, you know, and the thing about Dale is I think it's fair to say that, like, his... um, Enjoyment of hunting was an acquired taste. It didn't happen right off. I think he'll tell you that he went hunting as an er, you know in an early age just to be around his dad. Mm-hmm, but I don't think mm-hmm. he particularly cared for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just to be around his dad. But over time, especially with guys like you, buddies like you, buddies like Truex and Kerry, his brother, he started taking a liking to it. Mm-hmm. And now uh, it's something that he uses to get away. Sure. And and he's you know investing in it now, and he's mm-hmm. uh, doing that, and so. Uh, and also, it comes back to it almost comes back full circle because now he kind of holds court at that campfire, yeah. and we're telling stories about Big E. And I'm telling you, like, and my mind is blown. In fact, let me show you a picture. I want you, I want to get your impression. Mean, maybe you've seen this picture. Let's see it. Now I know this is bad podcasting when you're showing something to the exactly, listener, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. I want Hank to kind of describe what you're seeing here. Have you ever seen this picture right here, Hank? Oh my goodness! All right, so this is this is a, this is a picture of Dale wow. Earnhardt, yeah. senior. Wow, and he is in a pine tree. This is this is hilarious because he has got to be. If you use lighter sticks, he's probably two whole sections up. So he's probably forty forty five feet in, in the, the tree. He listen, I can't tell you how high. Like he is so freaking high in this tree, and Dale Junior shows me this picture, and I'm like. I, I'm gonna not like this answer already, but I gotta ask. I, I don't guess he has any safety harness on. He goes safety harness. <laughs> not Back then. then, there wasn't no safety. There harness. was no safety harness. I said, I said, did he maybe tie a rope or something? He goes, no, he didn't tie no rope. That guy's forty-five feet in the air, on you know, sitting there, and yeah. there ain't nothing to stop him if he even so much. And he can get blown out of that thing. He's so high in that tree yeah, that it's I gotta worry. be shaking. Yeah, and the wind would be, be so. So we have a farm in South Carolina. I first met. I first look met, at Steve's face. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! I can't imagine being that high in a tree. The first time I ever met Dale Junior, we were hunting on my dad's farm in South Carolina, and Biggie wanted to go put up his own stand. And so there's this this field that's kind of cut back and it's got got some CRP in it, and he puts a tree stand in a pine tree just like that. That high, nobody would hunt out of it because it was so high. We, <laughs> to this day, that's still every, that's the Earnhardt Field. That, if you, if you that zo- stand still hanging there, it's all busted up. If, I climbed up there and chickened out getting up in it. 
one well, time. Just I was going to prove I was a man and when, didn't do it. When you zoom in, you can barely see his mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's so high up there that I'm telling you, that's what, unbelievable. Dale says, uh, "What's more to this is that what, what do you call those those pegs that you just screw in? It's yeah, not just screw in steps. Screw in steps. Yeah. Right? He goes, Dad would." That's, buy that, as that's few all before, as possible. Yeah. As few as possible. So he would have those things yeah. so far apart. Like, yeah. like he'd have to stretch as hard <laughs> as he could just to get to the next one. So it was work yeah. for him just to even get up there because he wouldn't – just one extra one just wasn't going to cut it. That's and crazy. he goes, and so when he told me to get in the stand – he would honestly have to get behind or below me and boost me up to the next peg. That's crazy. And then climbing that high. That's just crazy. I'm like, man, I, I'm just glad. I, like, I wanted to shake his hand and say, I'm just glad you're still here. Nerves of steel. I'm like, man. Wow. My dad and Dale Earnhardt and Richard Childers and several other guys leased a, a place in Texas for about 10 years and deer hunted down there called the Pilon Sea in Texas. I can't remember how long it was. Some, I, would, I would say 10 years in my memory. Uh, but uh, anyway, they would come back with all these stories, not all these crazy stories, but they would start playing pranks on each other and doing all this stupid stuff. Well, you know how you, they have those tripod tree stands. Well, they built, you know, uh, stands that had wood around them, you know, house, shooting houses you could get in. And I guess my dad kept messing with Big E, you know, and uh, Big E had had enough. So he's like, hey, Parker, you know, he's always got to be in charge. Hey, Parker, I'm going to come I'm gonna come pick you up out of your stand at 12 o'clock. You be, you be ready, okay? Well, my dad's like, so that sounds good. And we'll come back and get some meat and we'll go, go hunt some more. And so by, my dad said about 12 o'clock, girls, he said, here comes Big E in that truck. And they had these trucks that had towers that you could drive from up top or drive from down low. He said he was down low driving it. Said he's driving up to the stand. He said, "Well, I start getting my stuff together, and I look, and he's coming, and he's coming. He ain't stopping." He's like, "Oh no!" Oh, he said he rammed the stand with him in it and oh, just took the whole thing whoa. down with him inside of it. What the heck? The dad crawls out, and he's big. He just sitting there with that funny smile on his face, <laughs> laughing. He's like, "All right, Parker, let's go. I told you to be ready." Man, those guys ran hard. I'm telling you, man, it's like some of the stuff I hear from these guys, like just even a innocent old hunting story. See, it seems so out of this world that they even did stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, but yet, man, that you know, Robert G was talking about that. Like, you know, talking about when uh, Dale would buy a, uh, you know, a big buck up in Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. bring it down when he mm-hmm. was really trying to build up and grow yeah. his deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess around DEI. Is that, yeah. is, is that, you know. I was sworn to secrecy. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, is that, it, maybe that, maybe I'm not even, no. Maybe that's not even supposed to be on here. But, but, uh, but he was so, do you know about the. Uh, yeah, his place over there at, uh, behind the shop. Do you man. know about the story when he ended up with the cast on his hand? Oh, yeah. At the bank. Tell it. Come on, tell it. It's good. Do you know about it, Steve? No, I don't think so. I'll do a short version of this. Basically, Dale Earnhardt won the championship in 1990, I think. I think this one was in 93. 93? Okay. Because I'll tell you the backstory to it. Okay. Okay. And uh, it turns out he was out out uh, on his property, and he had been raising up deer. Yep. And they had uh, tags on him. And so he knew, and and all of a sudden, he hears a gunshot. And one of his deer comes running right by him, the one that was shot, and dies. Mm. And he knew those guys, whoever it was, was going to uh, come looking for this deer. And he sure. waited on them. Mm-hmm. And when they showed up, he went to beating the crap out of this guy. Yeah, broke his hand. And broke his hand. Oh, he man. never admitted, never said, you know, he made up some excuse when he uh. was at the banquet taking all these pictures with his cast on his hand. Uh-huh. Never said why, but that was why. That's right. And about a month before that, we were hunting together. And... 
I was sitting in a stand and I heard some, I heard a truck coming down some property that nobody's allowed to hunt. And I saw them let their dogs out there coon hunting and they came over on our property. So I snuck out and went and got my dad. And my dad said, uh, all right. And so he was just going to go down there and talk to those guys and wait them out, you know, hide and wait for them to come across. Big E was all about it. He's like, I'm going, Parker. Nope, nope. All of a sudden, he's, you know, in control. So all four of us are laying down there in a ditch. And here come these guys coming across my dad's property, trespassing. And they get him out there, and Big E jumps up and goes, hold it right there in the name of the law or something really funny like that. <laughs> And uh, we get these guys, man. In the name of the law. You probably, you probably flashed a badge on them. And, and we got these guys, and we got the game warden down there, and we called them. You know, my dad and Big E called them. I just, you know, I'm just sitting there watching, you know. And right after that, that incident at his place, he called my dad, and he said, hey, hey, Parker, I just heard a gunshot. Dad's like, go down there just like we did and wait on them, you know, wait for them to drag it and get tired. So about an hour later, he calls back, and he goes, Dad said, how'd it work out? He goes, well, it didn't work out as good because I got too excited. I couldn't wait for them to get tired. I just jumped on them as soon as they got the deer and yeah. broke my hand. <laughs> yeah, broke it, broke his hand, and then still called, and, and he held him there until the law showed up. That's oh, funny. I mean, and, and I think he knew the guys. Yeah. I think they worked, like they repaired a tractor or something for him. And, uh, mm-hmm. man, that's a bad day when you end up looking at Dale Earnhardt and he ain't happy with you. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, it ain't going to end well. Yeah, no, I yeah, that guy was – he was an intimidating guy. I wouldn't mess with him. No, but sir. We had such a good time just telling stories like this. We didn't come back with a deer. But uh, we saw a bunch. Did you? Oh, my gosh. Hundreds. I mean, we saw a bunch. Uh, but uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We, we had a good time. Good. Had a good time. So you were in Ohio? Yeah. I love Ohio. You know, it's just now getting time. It's been a little bit behind this year. And we've had the weirdest weather. So if it, if it just get cool well. It's start, I mean, it's time. Yeah. It is time. But, uh, man, I love Ohio. And that right right before that rut kicks in, that is such a fun place. Well, the have. rut was kicking in. And, yeah. and it was weird for us. Because, so like, all right, so Robert G's experienced hunter. But now, now Dale and I both, I mean, we've hunted. and we, we But we're not by any – we're not Rambo out in these woods, like I promise <laughs> you. Uh, but so it was the first time, especially, like, in a place uh, like uh, in, in Ohio – which is just a different thing. Like anytime you get there or in the Midwest, you know, you, it's a different different level of hunting. But um, right in the middle of a rut and like watching these bucks chase these oh, doe, yeah. it's just so fun. I mean, like there was never it never gets boring. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sitting there in the stand, you didn't even want to leave, mm-hmm. and it's just like man, just watching them chase these doe, and then next thing you know, these other but just watching that the way they uh, interact and watching the way that I saw a you know a buck two bucks kind of get getting to it a little bit and one mm-hmm. of them ran the other one off and so i just sit there and watch how that was going to unfold didn't know didn't yeah. know who's going to come out and uh yeah man just it's, it's such a good time just being in the woods and watching all that stuff right in the middle of a rut it is uh you know i look forward to that every year just that 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 magical week when it's just all coming together you know, yeah you never know especially when you're in ohio you're watching these deer chase and run around and you're knowing at any minute you might hear a rustle of the leaves and turn around there's a giant yeah and you're just your heart's always pumping you're oh yeah to go. i'm all excited and you know what another thing is uh like the, the b- big bucks are so wise they're so yeah. smart i mean they yeah. got there because of that you know yeah. and so like i would see one that would totally just scent me right out like they, they right. Just, you see it stopping its tracks look right up i ain't, i'm a statue i haven't budged yeah and yet you know it can smell me yeah and so then it 
these doe will just kind of keep on going right there, you know, past the tree stand. The buck will go around the bushes. It's just like it knows. It's amazing. And, and they would, it would know, and it would walk around, and I would just be like, man, he's got to tip your cap to this buck, man. Yeah. I mean, this is how it gets as that's, big as it gets. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. That's what I love about it right there. You know, you get shot at a few times, you get pretty smart. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> now, now uh, Junior got a new bow, and so he, we, <laughs> we, be good. J- Junior got a new bow, so, uh, you know, we were already at day two or three, and he's still sighting it in. I'm like, what have you been hunting with this other time? And he's like, oh, I was just, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting her dialed in. And he's pulling <laughs> dialing it in. So, but we got the new bow going. So, uh, yeah, man, it, we, no no arrows were flung uh, yeah. during the actual hunts, just uh, just against blocks, just against styrofoam blocks. Just, just getting her sighted in. Just getting her sighted in. Well, good. I hope you get to go again. Steve, we need to get you in the woods. That's what that's what needs to happen. Oh, good Lord. Watch out. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to, you know, we'll have to, like, haze him or something, you know, some of the rituals to like, get him but out But don't there. tell him any. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell him any. Well, shoot, yeah. you, I probably don't even know half of them. I know some. <laughs> I know some. Hey, we need you to go find this deer out in the woods for us. He's right. down there. We'll see you in about two hours. <laughs> I know it's dark and we haven't eaten yet, but. Take hey, a hike. Everybody does this. I got to be honest with you. You gave me the idea now that you could just, you know, go pick him up and just run him over in the tree, run the tree stand over and yeah. knock him out. Boom. Right. I can't wait. Sounds like a blast. That didn't sound fun. <laughs> You've been waiting for this your whole life. Oh, my God, yes. This is how it ends right here, Steve. Fish, I, yeah. Fishing, I'd, I'd be more up for fishing than hunting. Seriously. Yeah, we can, we can work that out, too. Seriously. I could go fishing with Babe Ruth. Better Babe Ruth, man. (laughs) Better Babe Ruth. You talking about Hank Senior, man? Uh huh. I tell you, yeah. Yeah. Now, do y'all ever shoot your own Thanksgiving turkeys? I never have. Oh man, but I saw so many turkeys. By by the way, I, I I honestly, I've never been turkey hunting. Mm -hmm. We've talking about all this now, and and I listen to you guys talk, and it makes me really want to go. But uh, I saw so many turkeys while I was in. Uh, this stand, yeah. you know, last week, and so um, mm-hmm. that also made me want to. Have you shot your own? Turkey? Yeah, they have I'm a sure you fall have. season up there. I think in Ohio, they do. Don't they no, say. they do. Yeah, I typically I don't particularly enjoy shooting turkeys in the fall, mm. um, but uh, I have a few left over from the spring, and it's a little bit different. So you go buy your turkey at the grocery store, and and you you cook them in the oven and all that stuff, or you fry them however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And you do a whole a wild turkey does not taste very good to do that. Uh, really? So I cut the breasts off and I'll grill the breasts, and then I use the legs to make like a turkey salad, kind of like chicken salad. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. And so that'll be side items, but we stay. We still got the big old butterball. You think about this just for a second. You know, a wild turkey. If I, you know, I killed several this year, and and, and you know, one of the biggest ones was like twenty two pounds, and it's probably three year old, four year old a bird. Mm-hmm. We. You go to the grocery store, you buy a four-week-old bird that was 35 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. what? what is yeah. the deal? It's a di- you know, so, you know, it, it, the fact that they're in a pen and they're not moving, and then you got that wild turkey flying and moving all the time, it's a little bit different taste. I guarantee sure. it is. I guarantee it is. You know, one thing I wanted to tell you about, though, um, so Truex and Ryan Newman were off hunting this same week. Now, Truex and Dell Jr. went in on this property together. And uh, what was so funny is that, just to kind of give you an idea how excited they are about this, <laughs> is that, like, these group text messages are just flying <laughs> all day long. Oh, boy. Truex ain't even there. Yeah. He's off, he's off in some stand somewhere else. I think he was in... Uh, he was either in Iowa or Illinois. That ain't exactly New York City here. There's uh-uh. a good... That's like the primo right there. That's where you want to be. And he's like, where's everybody sitting? 
<laughs> and so Junior's flying off. I could they text him so much. If one, you wonder they're, if they're, they're all by? over him and they just don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that happens all day. And even like when we got back, they've got their cameras set up and, uh, you know, got it set up where you can look at the deer on the app. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and uh, and like, oh man, y'all see what's on the pipeline stand? Oh my god, you know. So everybody, like, the world stops. Yeah, the world stops, right? So we can all take a look and see what's right. on the pipeline stand That's or something right. like that. It's pretty fun. It's fun. It's exciting, and you know, there's so many avenues to it, and that's. You you bring it all back around full circle. It's about the camaraderie. It's about the friendship. Because that buck on the pipeline, he's either going to get shot or get gone. But you're going to have your buddies there next year. And you're going to be talking about the different buck on that pipeline. And you remember back then. And you remember when that guy, Big E, was in that tree stand. And those are just fun stories to share. And that's how you build good relationships that last for a long time. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hunt with Big E? I sure did. I sure did. I, I kind of got the Big E haze, and I've shared it on here once where he shot a bobcat and told me to go get it, and uh, this thing had not completely expired. And, oh, God. Uh, pretty much scared. That would freak me out. And didn't let me take a gun. And what? And scared me to death, and he thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> not sure why he thought You're that was You're probably so still funny. traumatized by yeah, that experience. Yeah, it was, it was a wild experience. But, yeah, we got to hunt with him several times, and I got a picture of Dale Jr. I'll show you. Uh, he shot a deer down there at uh, at our place, probably 92, 91, 92. And I got a picture of him. He's got a raging mullet going. <laughs> but he shot this little old buck. And there's just good memories, you know? Yeah. Good memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunting with Big E, Big way e. up in the sky. Boy, I tell you what, you don't climb in history, Stan. No. Forget that. <laughs> Better make sure you've got a parachute if you <laughs> yeah, do. Seriously. You don't even need a safety belt, just a parachute. You yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm telling you, the Army Golden Knights jump from lower altitudes than what Big E's in his tree stand. Pretty much. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. That guy's up in the sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. Crazy good hunter. That's what's so funny. Man, he was such a good hunter, and he had eagle vision and smart. He's just a smart guy. You talk about those smart bucks. It takes good strategy, and it takes a well-thought-out plan of somebody – that has some resolve can stick to it and that dude right there would do it man. What, what what makes the good hunter the good hunter i mean because you know i always hear these stories about biggie and then and i look at i watch tv shows and stuff and it's like biggie would be in a competition of who would shoot the bigger buck and i'm like i just want to see a buck yeah i forget if it's so like these guys are just on a level of all their of their own level. Yeah. What made him so good? You know, I mean, everybody could probably chime in on their own opinion, but I, this is how I really feel. You know, if you really stop and look at, look at the books, right? My dad and Biggie, not very educated people. You know, they didn't go through a whole lot of schooling. But the two guys that had more common, common sense, sense. Mm-hmm. and and knew how to think, I mean, all the way from business to one of the things that made Dale Earnhardt so good is at the draft. Because he was, he had some grit, but he was smart and he was patient and he and he learned. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about hunting: you've got to take every experience, you've got to learn from it, and you can't keep making dumb mistakes and doing everything that everybody else does, uh, and and learn from that. And that's the biggest thing I've learned from my dad. There'll be so many times I'll shoot a loud gun, miss a deer, and I'm mad. I'd slam the door of the blind. I leave. And I think it's over. My dad doesn't make a sound, just clicks another bullet in. 
doesn't get flustered, stays with it. Two hours later, he's got the biggest buck of his life, you know? Right. So there's patience and there's being smart. There's learning how to, that big buck, if he smells you, you figuring out, okay, how do I get around next time where he doesn't? Or how do I find travel paths into my stands where the deer don't see me, smell me, or hear me? Right. You know, mm-hmm. what, what are what are some things that you can do, you know, not to educate your deer? Right. And, just it's about that time and it's about being smart and using that time we had that conversation because you know we're sitting there and dale jr was a real pumped up because he says he grunted in uh, a deer uh-huh. and he says you know after the fact he's like that deer may have just been walking my way and i just was happened to be grunting i don't really know but he was all excited because he yeah. thought he grunted in and i'm like the thing about the grunt call is when you sit there and grunt you just let every, that deer and every deer yeah. around you know that you're there yeah. Or something's there. Yeah. And now they're going to try to get downwind of you right. or circle you and try to right. figure out what it is. They don't just start walking to it like yeah. it's, you know, a pinata or something. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so we had that conversation. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it becomes a chess match yeah. out there in the woods. And that's what makes it so much fun. And the bigger the deer is, the older, the more mature that deer is, the harder it Smart. gets. And you just learn. And through years and years and years of just being, I started deer hunting when I was about seven years old with my dad and uh and I still get just as excited now when I see a doe as I did back then I get pumped up and I I love the thrill of the different challenges I don't have to shoot the biggest deer but I like to shoot mature deer and I like to shoot deer with a, a traditional archery and it makes it even harder you know and so sure. doing those things it just keeps you blood pumping and it keeps you on that racer's edge and learning and 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 always trying to get better yeah, I, I tell you what, the archery has uh, has been something that I've really taken to and, and enjoy the challenge of it and the fulfillment of it. I mean, yeah. it's just so much more fulfilling, even when you don't go shoot anything. When you're just up there, I mean, it just feels so much uh, like, like like it's it's just an authentic, uh, you know, uh, authentic form of of being out in the woods. And I tell you yeah. what, I've really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, oh I've, yeah. Just past few years, Martin Truex gave me my first bow. That's cool, and uh, and so that's when I start really started shooting it and shooting it, and I tell you right, it's like I like this. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and that's another thing. We're gonna you gotta get you a bow, and then we're gonna get out there and uh, get you some a bow, shoot some, some face paint. Oh yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. probably gonna need a flashlight. I have, I have, a, I have a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> I have a flashlight. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be good times. <laughs> yeah. This has been a great show to listen to for anybody, an, mm-hmm. an outdoors person or, for me, an indoors person. <laughs> you know, it's been a learning experience for me as well. I mean, how, how do you think the first year season has gone? Well, I mean, I can say, you know, just right off the bat, talking about I've been very appreciative to be a part of it. It's been, you know, one of those things where – Growing up, kind of getting my start into racing because of Dale Jr. I bought my first race car from my dad. Bought my first race car from Dale Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just being friends, Dale Jr. has always been a really good friend to me. He's helped me out in times when I really needed help. And to just be a part of what they're doing with their family it was a huge honor that they would ask me to be a part of that. And so I've I've enjoyed that. I've I've received a uh, a lot of grief from my buddies that most of the time I just sit here and laugh on the podcast. But how do you not laugh when Kerry starts talking about, you know, some kind of deep philosophy of the outdoors? It's just been fun. I've enjoyed it, and I've got to talk about some things that, you know, maybe were in the back of my mind, sure. but I haven't haven't really articulated. So that, it's been good to do that. When this first, when this show first started, I wasn't sure how the chemistry would work, Mike, between Kerry mm-hmm. and Hank, and it's it's worked out much better than I thought. They have great chemistry together. Well, 
I, I knew that they would because when I when we first started talking to Carrie about it, Hank was the first person that came to his mind on who he would want to uh-huh. host with. Uh-huh. That's cool. And so it was like, you know, hey, Carrie, let's find somebody that, you know, you really can, you know, wrap back and forth with and have, you know, have chemistry. And he didn't even have to think twice about it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and when he said Hank Jr., I'm like, Hank Jr., like, my gosh, are you kidding me? I mean, I was thinking somebody like his daughter or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like, you talking about a Parker coming in here? I mean, man, if he'll do it, my gosh, that would be so awesome. Yeah, when my friends ask me, they, they say, oh, you're working over JRM, and I tell them what I do, and I talk to them about the Outdoor Podcast, and I said, you have to go listen to this thing. I said, <laughs> I said it's great stuff. It's great entertainment. It's great information, and these guys have a chemistry that began almost instantly. You could tell these guys like each other, and they have a story to tell. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. As a as a, just a fan of the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and even somewhat objective to this, I can just tell you, and this is going to sound very cliche, but they both have the exact same passion for the outdoors mm-hmm. and for the family uh, yeah. aspect of it, and that right there is all the chemistry you need. Sure. They got that yeah. that thing is all you really need, yeah. mm-hmm. and they share that. And it comes off in every episode that you guys do. Well, that's cool. I really appreciate that. And that's, you know, I, I like the fact we do have a story to tell and we have something to represent. And there's some responsibility with that. And, sure. you know, just thankful for our past, thankful for the platform that we've been blessed to have in our racing. And, and I mean, hey, you know, nothing like racing and hunting. Right. And, I mean, really. <laughs> it's, it's been a great show. But sometimes things don't go as smoothly as we'd like. <laughs> and that's where editing comes in. Oh, boy. And where Hank and Carrie think that certain things end up on the, what they used to call the... Uh, the Editing room floor? Yeah, on the floor. Yeah. Oh, boy. It didn't make it to the floor, didn't Steve? didn't make it to the floor. So where did it make it, Steve? Where did it go? It goes into my outtakes file. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Where, uh, Great. Steve, Steve, do you know where this outtakes file is right now? I think it's ready to be played. <laughs> oh, ready to imagine hear. that. Oh, my goodness. We well, got, if you hey, got I the re- file here. Let me just say, if we go hunting, I won't haze you, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to after like this. Can, I feel like you can trust him too, Steve. Oh, this is only two minutes and twenty one seconds. Wow, that's oh, a lot boy. of screw ups. I didn't yeah. think they messed up that much. I always thought but, they were just perfect. But they had fun doing it. All right. Let's hear this. Thing. All right, here we go. I'm nervous. Hello. My name is Hank Parker Junior. <laughs> I am here today with Harry Earnhardt. He is a former racer and outdoor enthusiast such as myself. Yeah, that's smoother than usual. <laughs> what are you saying? I said that's smoother than usual. Smoother than when I say it? <laughs> that's what you're saying, ain't it? Uh, no, I was actually <laughs> just making it up. All right, well, are you guys ready? We're ready to rock and roll. Ready? Okay, all right. Well, hello, everyone. Here we are again. Thanks for tuning to us. And <laughs> You got your ears on. That's yeah, Roger, that yeah. Big Ten Four. How long have y'all been doing this? Not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everyone. We have, oh, I'm on the wrong one. <laughs> That's a good way to start. <laughs> Sorry. Carrie's the one that made me go deaf because he mumbles. Huh? Uh, what? This is going to be a good show. Oh, yeah. I, we're, off, we're starting off on the right foot here. Why do we do this? I'm not real sure. You know we're never going hunting again. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Carrie Earnhardt, coming to you. Uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Earnhardt Outdoors with Lamont Carey Earnhardt and Hank Parker Jr. How about that? That's not cool. I like that. Yeah. He's got the TV voice. Coming off a of turn two, here comes Lamont, and he's sideways, and he takes out Hank Parker Jr., and they both end up into the inside wall. There's a fire. I've never done that. In a fight. People just think I'm crazy. Well, when they know that you are, I mean, everyone knows you. They know I'm crazy? Yeah. I went to the doctor yesterday and they asked me, he said, have you ever had any head injuries? I said, yeah, lots of them. You want me to start listing them out? And they said, no, I mean head injuries that sent you to the hospital. And I was like, yeah, that's the ones <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> that explains it. And my wife goes, he used to drive race cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thanks to Toontown. You got me messed up now. Hey, everyone. Thanks yeah, for tuning in to Outdoor. At Earnhardt's, I'm Kerry, your host. <laughs> well, Earnhardt's. Well, that's about it for this week's show. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Now I've had the time of my <laughs> life. I've never felt this that's way That's dirty before. dancing, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Steve Richards. Pulling it, Hank. Wow. What is your comment? What is your response to that? It's, uh... <laughs> it's good stuff. Hey, thanks for not tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors Podcast. <laughs> Shoot. Hey, tell the story about Lamont. How did he get his name Lamont? Oh, you know, Carrie's got to tell us that story a few times, and it's so funny because, you know, it's just classic Carrie. And, you know, when I when I first started, you know, hanging out with these guys, uh, they had they had these race cars, and we'd race over there at Concord Speedway. I bought my car from Dell Jr. It was a 74 Malibu. This thing was a piece of garbage. And they had a Monte Carlo. And they're working their way to the ranks, and they're just like, they're snooping around over there at the old deer head shop getting all these parts. Well, Kerry takes it a step further, and when he starts driving this ARCA car, and they start taking off this good stuff off the cup cars and stuff. Well, ARCA car is basically a cup car. Right. So he's over there cashing in on all this yeah. stuff. And they're like, hey, where did those brakes go? It was just used one time. I don't know, you know. <laughs> and so they started calling him Lamont because it's like Sanford son, and he's always yeah. going over there and getting that stuff. And he's fitting, man. That's exactly, crazy. I, I, honestly, that's the that's the story I always heard. Uh, Tony Junior used to tell us that, uh, or why he got that name Lamont, and that's uh, exactly what he said. It's so funny because back back in the day, you know, I, you don't realize how styles and things change. I mean, right now everybody just looks normal, but twenty years from now we're gonna look back and say we look right. pretty goofy. Yeah. Well, back then. When Dale Jr. and Kerry both had raging mullets, it was funny. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and that, I, I that, had one, too, so I can't mustache. Anything. Yeah. Kerry had that. And that would show up and do the craziest stuff. And those funny. outtakes will be funny 20 years from now. Yeah, those outtakes. Yeah, I can't believe y'all messed up that much. I thought y'all just had this thing down. Uh, yeah. Just y'all were professionals yeah. and all. Yeah. Well, You, you I mean, being the TV guy, you know, yeah, I figured you just brought all this level of professionalism in and you didn't. That's where my singing comes in. You oh, know, yeah. I, I, that's the second time you've got to hear me sing here on Earnhardt Outdoors. <laughs> the fact that Carrie Earnhardt knew that was dirty dancing. That, that <laughs> that's impressive in itself. Yeah. I just heard it on there. I, I saw it on a commercial about some kind of cruise <laughs> or something. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a cruise. Some kind of cruise. I felt all warm and fuzzy from being on Earnhardt Outdoors. I thought I expressed my feelings through singing a little poetry there you did it i'm telling you we said it before we started taping the podcast dale jr says always said hey we ought to have a music podcast now i know who we go to steve hey. mm-hmm. i know we got our singer yeah yeah we always thought this would be a good idea like if you if you did a music podcast i probably shouldn't tell our ideas out just because i how easy it would right. be to do them but um if you just did like 
underground bands, like, you know, college bands that haven't signed with a label, and you give them a chance, because isn't that kind of, like, consistent with the whole identity of this company? Like, sure, it was yeah. all Absolutely. about giving guys a chance yeah. to make it to the big time, Brad Kislowski, Crew Chiefs, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, same same concept with, a, with this podcast that we could put on Dirty Mo Radio, and then, like, it, you know, maybe we pick a winner or pick the best one for the year, and they get to play at Whiskey River, which would be like Madison Square Garden to them, sure. and, and make them a bigger deal than... Otherwise, they would be. That's cool. And well, now I know that Hank Parker could I give could us a my de- career. Give a demo tape. Hey, Steve, can you cut a demo tape for <laughs> oh, him? Yeah. And then I'm, I'm I'm stoked. I'm here. I'm staying after the podcast. I'm <laughs> yeah, I think we just heard his demo tape. Actually, didn't we? It's in the uh, outtakes folder. <laughs> you got some goodies powders too. Yeah. Would that come with it? Not too <laughs> good. Not too good. It'd be a bad day but for whoever's listening. He's got that smoky voice this week. He does. So yeah. like we don't, we, we can, can only uh, on a new genre. <laughs> that's right. I'm that's liking right. that. I've got some of that, you know. Right. Uh, maybe I could go for some rap stuff, you know, like that old school with this scratchy voice. A little Sugar Hill Gang. Can you bring something to the table? Uh, can, can you bring I'm some old school I'm not real good rap? at rhyming. I, so I need to work on that. I'll have to write a few Oh, so you're not going to freestyle, though, or not? Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, no, okay. no, we don't freestyle. Okay, <laughs> okay. Do <laughs> you see Hank out there in the woods doing a rap battle with somebody? Like, yes. <laughs> you got one chance. Yes, you got one chance. <laughs> right. In the deer Mom's stand. spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure we've blown past our time, have we, Steve? Uh, we're about 45 minutes in. How long do they usually go? We usually go at least an hour and 20, isn't that right? Uh, yeah, something like <laughs> hour that. Hour and 20. Yeah, yeah. And by the time I edit, edit everything it all out, out, it's right. about 35 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. You know what we are, like, is, is Kerry out of the hospital? He, uh, I believe so. He was staying last night. I, I need to call and check in. I heard from him this morning, so... He said he was just real sore, trying to recover, and they they were just keeping an eye on him for that. So you know, we do have a phone line in here. I, I, I was wondering, and it wouldn't even be the first time we'd called somebody in a hospital room from Dirty Mo Radio's line when Regan Smith's wife had her baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And Regan went off testing in Atlanta. We called Regan's wife, uh, not in the delivery room, but when the room where you, where, you know, in the. That's just wrong. It's not even the recovery. What, yeah. what is it? The room you're in a couple of days yeah. uh, after the baby's been born. I heard he can't talk, though. And, uh, oh, Carrie can't? Uh-uh. I well, don't think so. It's, in other it's words, sore. we'd understand just as much as he has to say this time as we would any <laughs> yeah. other week. I'd like to listen to him talk with a bunch of pain medicines. Oh, man, would that be That'd funny. That'd be awesome. Oh, my gosh. That'd be awesome. All drugged up. <laughs> Carrie Earnhardt. <laughs> like, his mumbles would have a mumble. Like, I don't even know that's possible. <laughs> Could you imagine listening to that guy on the radio? How's your car, Carrie? <laughs> really? I mean, I used to think Dale Jr. was hard to listen to on the radio because you'd have that Canaplacian come out in him a little bit and <laughs> yeah. then, but boy carrie back when he was in the old supercuts car mm-hmm. is that what it was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fitz yeah. bradshaw he was crazy i remember the first time he went to darlington he went out there and he wiped out i mean wrecked bad and tore the car all to pieces and he comes in they get the backup car they get it already he goes out there and he destroys <laughs> he goes this is all he says he wasn't flustered he went in i said you all right man he goes I guess this just ain't my place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Oh, gotta love him, man. He's just such a good dude. He almost won Kansas. That, mm-hmm. that my yeah. first yeah, year. Jeff, he, Jeff Burton. Jeff him. Burton. Jeff yeah. Burton was winning a bunch back then. Yeah. That he told that story on a podcast one time. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he got it mixed up. He thought it was Ward. Yeah. And that was when Jeb was on. Yeah. And Jeb said, "No, that was <laughs> that was Jeff. That Burton. was Jeff Burton, yeah. not 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 Ward Burton." 
Yeah, who was this Jeff Burton sponsor? Was it Gang? Gang. Gang. The green the Gang car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had, you had you had Jeff Burton in that Gang car, and then you had Mark Martin, and uh, man, they were just tough. It was just man, that, that, some of the great racing back then, but they were tough. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I was working for Jimmy Spencer, who was driving for Finch that year in mm-hmm. that number one yellow transportation car. Remember that one? Oh, oh yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you something, Jimmy Spencer. The only reason I got the job, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Steve, the only Mm -hmm. reason I got the job, I was just out of college, Mm -hmm. and I was a journalism major, and I was working as a high school beat writer for a newspaper. I'd only been out of college for a few months, and I'm I'm doing what I've set out to do. Sure. And then I get a call from this agency that I must have filled out an application in months before, before I graduated. And uh, they they could not find anybody to work for Sp- with Spencer. He was raking PR reps through the coals. I mean, like they they mm-hmm. if if they weren't getting fired, they were quitting. Most of them oh, were yeah. just quitting. Right. And so I was with Spencer, and I had to go to Daytona and meet him. Uh, like I, I had to, they flew me to Daytona. Speed weeks had already started, and and Jimmy, I, y'all think I'm kidding? He missed the drivers' meeting on purpose. Really? Like, who does that? Why? Because because he was just because he was Jimmy. I mean, like there ain't, ain't two brain cells, you know. And he's just doing it. And he, what uh, are you gonna do? Beat him up? Well, they they told <laughs> really? me. Right, they're not gonna do that. They told me. They told me they're like, because your PR, your job as a PR rep, whatever whatever else you do, get your driver to the drivers' meeting. So that's all, that's all week. It's what I planned on doing mm-hmm. and the driver intros. Yep. And the first one I ever had, he we we never even made it. I was like, well, this was fun. I'll go back to, I'll be fired by tomorrow, and that's it. But Jimmy started in the back on purpose and was leading that daggum race at Daytona in thirty laps. And the only one that uh, could beat him was a blown motor and Dale Junior. Junior ended up winning that race mm. in that Oreo car. Mm-hmm. That was my first race. Wow. I can remember racing against Jimmy Spencer, and I get so frustrated because he was really hard to pass. Even if you were a lot faster than him, or even if you was laughing at him, man, he was hard to pass. And and uh, and I just get so mad because I'm, what are you going to do about it? I mean, it's not like I'm going to walk up to him and punch him. I mean, a guy would eat me for lunch. And and it was just, he's a big dude. You don't yeah. mess with Jimmy Spencer. So Kind of half crazy, too. I always just got like, hey, yes, sir, how you doing? You need a fishing rod. My dad is going to hook you up, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that I had the same question I was asking myself when he showed up uninvited to my wedding. What am I really gonna do about it? I ain't nothing I'm gonna do. He, he he showed up into my wedding, which was in Florida, where my wife is from, and he he comes in and his entrance is, "When do I get to say I object?" <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Jimmy Spencer coming in, and it's yeah. like, what am I gonna do about it? Yeah. I mean, there ain't nothing I can do. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Hey, Jimmy, you're my buddy, remember? Yeah, yeah. goodness gracious. <laughs> Good old Spencer. Well, Hank, thanks for having I, I I just sit here and I could talk all day with we you could. guys. This is good. And thanks for thanks for being on. And, uh, you know, we wish Carrie a speedy recovery. Steve, thank you for everything this year. And thank yeah, you. I appreciate it. And uh, it was fun. Yeah. It's been fun. Looking forward to next season. Yeah, me too. It's been it's been an honor to be a part of it, and I look forward to it too. And you know, I want to give a big thank you to Exalta for everything they do for Dirty Mo Radio, yep. and the flashy Exalta paint scheme is going to be back on that number eighty eight for Hendrick Motorsports at uh, Miami Homestead Speedway this weekend after a great run oh, with Alex. Bowen. Wasn't that something, man? He, he was he was on there. It. He, he was, was right on there. It, there. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be back over there for the final race of the season in Homestead. And so make sure you follow Exalta Racing on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, man, I, I I wish that kid some – I was really impressed. 
I that, hope he does it again. That that kid's got something, and uh, you just hope he gets the opportunity yeah. to do it. He's making the most of it. That guy, he, he's taking care of that car. Mm-hmm. And then this past week, he liked to have won that thing. I mean, he was right there at the end. And, and I've watched that replay. Did you watch the replay of, of, of you know, Kenseth coming down across mm-hmm. his nose? And, you know, it's one of those situations where, like, four or five different things happened all at once. Yeah. And it just kind of, you know. None of them were good. And, no, yeah. And, and, but, <laughs> I, but, like – you know, other than just not getting a great restart, I mean, I don't think Alex did anything wrong. He was hugged up against that bottom line, and you know, mm-hmm. and um, so I tell you what, he just—I hate—I was sick for him that it ended up that way, just because I know he, you know, he's racing for a, a career right now. Yeah. He's not racing to get in a chase or to win. He's people are like hey, he's trying to get his first win. No, he's <clears> trying <throat> to stay in the sport is what he's racing. I think for, he right? succeeded. And I think he turned some heads. I do absolutely. Mm-hmm. In that old exhausted car, he'll be in it this week. It'll yeah. be fun. Looking forward to it. But it's uh, it's hard to believe this is our last show for the season. It's been a good time, and I know Kerry's really enjoyed it as well. And uh, you know, both of us just want to thank Exalta for their continued support of not just Dirty My Radio, but Earnhardt Outdoors. Thank you guys for that. And uh, and I want to remind everyone as we go through the season, although we're not going to be airing new episodes every other week, you can still go listen to the archives. We're still up. Go check us out if you Great want to hear stuff. me singing. It's sort of like Steve's outtakes folder, but th- th- there's just the podcast folder. It's on iTunes, and it's on DaleJr.com. If you there want you a 30-minute version of the two-minute outtakes... Yeah, just go back and listen to the whole show. And when you do, make sure you give us a rate and a review so we can keep doing this and having some good, you know, good times here. And uh, you can also check us out everywhere, social media, at Earnhardt Outdoors, Twitter, Facebook, all of those fun places to go check everything out. So with that, man, guys, it's been good. Thanks for thanks for coming on, being a part. Yeah, thank you and Carrie for a great season. Yeah. We owe you guys a lot of uh, a lot of thanks. So thank you, Hank and uh, Steve. Appreciate you. Well, we'll see what we can do. We'll work something out. Maybe I can drive one of Dale Jr.'s cars Daytona next year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, we'll make it happen. Hey, listen, you know that Dirty Mo Radio had a car just in Texas this past I week. Or, that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You'll be the Dirty Mo Radio driver. You know what? That's where I got one of those head injuries. <laughs> in Texas? Yeah, they had to fly me out of there. Oh, no. Awesome. In the Dirty Mo Radio car, there's no concussion protocol or anything. You don't have to worry about oh, it. Oh, good. You just good. go in and jump in. Hey, we don't even have seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> no seatbelt. Well, we'll see if we make it the next year. How's that? <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Stay, stay with us uh, on social media. Send us your pictures as deer season goes through, and I think I might share a picture. Well, share our pictures of a biggie and the deer stand. I got a picture. Dale Jr. will share. How's that? All right, sounds good. Where are you going to share it? Let's do it on Earnhardt Outdoors. Okay, Earnhardt Outdoors Twitter. Let's do it. All right, man. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, we'll see you next season. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Hey, Junior Nation. Now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere.